welcome viewers to the review. This is your host, Ryan Curtis, and tonight's review is on the movie Judas and the Black Messiah. This movie is relatively new. It just came out on February 12th and it had six nominations. The nominations are for Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor, Best Cinematographer, Best Music, and Best Writing. Supports from this podcast come from the Tree Hut Company. Want to have baby soft skin? The Tree Hut Company has many different products to support all different types of skin. From dehydrated and oily skin to glowing radiant skin, with products from the Tree Hut, you'll always have clean and refreshing skin. New members get 5% off with discount CAST. That's C-A-S-T. Don't wait too late. This offer ends very soon. During this movie, we were taken through the life of Bill O'Neill. He was an FBI informant that was originally taken to jail for car theft, but he instead took a deal on where he could be an FBI informant on the Black Panther Party. From there on, he met Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton was the Chicago chairman leader of the Black Panther Party. He was very close to Bill at the end of his life. They really bonded and kind of made a friendship. Bill was into deep and he honestly did not want to do what he was doing anymore after he became so close with the chairman. During the movie, you could kind of see that they formed a bond when he actually joined the Black Panther Party. But he didn't just bond with Fred Hampton. As I go into detail later into the podcast, you see that he had love for all of his party members and his brothers and sisters that they called each other. They were not actually brothers and sisters, but in that group, that's what you identified each other as. In the group, there were um, other members such as Brenda Johnson. She was a girlfriend to Fred Hampton, and she was actually there during the raid that happened in 1969 when the FBI tried to, well, did not try to, they did assassinate Fred Hampton. During the movie, we were taken through many important history moments that did not just happen to Bill, but it happened to the Black Panther Party as a whole. Fred Hampton was a threat to the FBI. They feared him and did not want him to succeed in his revolutionary war. He looked at himself as a revolutionary. He preached revolutionary throughout the whole film and actually throughout his whole life. The film was actually very, very similar to the interviews that Fred Hampton had and to the movie Bill O'Neill came out with, um, it was really similar to his life. And I think it was just a very good movie to review and to see because it just teaches so much of history. 
Fred Hampton was able to connect not just the Black Panther Party, but all of the gang members in Chicago itself. He was able to get the opposing group, the Crowns, which was their enemy. Before the Crowns and the Panthers actually came together as one, they were against each other and used to actually kill the other members in attempt to try to outdo each other. Fred Hampton was actually able to um, infiltrate the, or not infiltrate, he actually met up with the leader of the Crowns and they came together and sat down and had a discussion about how they were going to get together because they all shared one common goal, the to kind of reduce police brutality on black people, which is very, 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 very similar to what is going on today, which is sad that they all those years ago just wanted freedom and equality. And now we are still fighting for the same thing. He was not only able to gather the crowns, he gathered the young lords, which were a group of revolutionary um, Puerto Ricans in Chicago that were actually um, fighting for the same cause for equality within Puerto Ricans or the Spanish community. And he was actually able to gather them and they were able to come together as one to kind of speak out against that brutality that is going on within their community. Also, not with the crowns, the young lords, he also gathered the white patriots, which were a group of poor white people that were kind of looked at as lower than the standard white people. Um, as those four groups came together, the FBI heavily guarded their communities. And that was a problem to the young lords, the patriots, and the crowns that was the main goal that they were trying to stop was the police from just entering their homes and their neighborhoods and killing them for no reason and fred hampton who was honestly the brains behind everything said he had enough he preached and spoke out against violence when it is necessary they would patrol the cops and they would actually see what was going on when cops made unnecessary stops or unnecessary shootings. They would actually confront the police about it and wanted to know why was this black man or why was this white man or why was this Hispanic man being stopped and for what reason did you feel to kill them? In the movie, it gave a sense of feeling that you're almost there witnessing it through the eyes of the Black Panthers because they just really made it so emotional where it was hitting not just Black people, but it was also affecting white everybody. It was affecting everybody because this could happen to anyone and that it is actually a real thing that is going on in our world today. We do have racist people all here, and we do have people who feel like they are superior to other racist genders. And it's crazy that these are real issues that we are dealing with in 2021 today. During the movie, 
Fred Hampton was taken to jail and it was the turning point of the movie. When he was taken to jail, he was the brains behind the back, the Black Panthers and he was kind of their backbone. So when he was taken to jail, the kind of movement fell apart. Um, party members were being killed and locked up. There was more harassment on the streets within the police officers. And um, they eventually did burn down the um, building that they did their work in and did their classes in. And once he was out of jail, he had this sense of relief when he saw his comrades and saw that they were not actually torn apart like how the media wanted to pursue them to be, he said, I'm free. The power behind that statement and the actual sense of what he was talking about made it so reliable and kind of made it like very reassuring that everything was going to be okay to them. He then, therefore, they did rebuild the Black Panther office. Um, and they also did continue to do their children's benefit breakfast. They did that every morning for the community. And it's still the same thing that the history books do not teach you, that they do not teach you in the schools today, that they were not this militia group and that they were not these violent people. They were actually these people who wanted to help their community and just wanted to keep everybody alive. And that was the main aspect of that movie was to show how torn we can be as one, as a community, not just blacks, not just whites, but everyone can be torn. And behind the name of the movie, it was actually inspired by the story in the Bible, Judas the Betrayer. Judas betrayed God. And that's the goal of the movie and the title, what made it seem. They call it Fred Hampton, the Messiah. And the Messiah in the Bible is God and Jesus. But Judas in the movie was Bill O'Neill, who eventually betrayed Fred Hampton by helping leak information and actually helping in his assassination. Um, it really was not an assassination um, when the police thought they were killing him. The FBI agent who was paying Bill O'Neill gave him a drug to give to Fred Hampton to kind of make his pain go away when they were eventually killing him. He had no choice but to give him this drug because they eventually threatened to kill Bill O'Neill because he was just in so deep after that. It was so heartbreaking to watch and to see the pain in his eyes that showed that you can honestly see that he did not want to do it, that he actually loved this movement. Like he loved what he was doing and he loved being a panther. And they eventually ended up killing Fred Hampton which they thought was going to be the end of the Black Panthers. But in reality, it only fueled the fire. After he did eventually assassinate um, Fred Hampton, 
they did not let him stop being an FBI informant on the Black Panthers. They continued and they made him stay into the um, movement on up to like the 70s and 80s, early 80s, which you could tell he just was so ashamed of what he did and that he betrayed one of the closest people that he looked up to. Eventually, in 1990, um, William O'Neill, who went by then as William Hart, um, it was said that he committed suicide. It's not sure if he did it or not. His family released a statement saying that it was just an accident, but many believe that it was suicide because he just could not take the guilt anymore and the pain that had, you know, he had endured on everybody. And um, it was just very heartbreaking to hear that at the end of the movie, they actually gave out all of these information that they had on the Panthers that were involved. And Deborah Johnson at the time was pregnant with Fred Hampton's child. And she was actually in the hotel or not in the hotel, in the apartment when it happened, um, when the raid happened and they treated her horribly when they gathered all of the remaining survivors of the raid they treated her horribly even though they knew that she was pregnant they tortured those people they beat on them all because they were companions and associates of fred hampton this movie i would definitely recommend 10 out of 10 for anybody to see it honestly will not just inspire you, but it will make you almost want to get up yourself and become a revolutionary, how Fred Hampton preached. It really, really changed my mind, and it made me rethink of what am I doing now to help my community or to help better this world. And I just think this movie will really change a person after they get done viewing it. And that is all, folks. Thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast. See you next time.